0: Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. My, my time in D.C. is winding down, which feels kind of surreal. Um, But, yeah, as I sit here and fan myself. I'm very warm.
1: Is it, is it are we having a heat wave in D.C.? No, or? no,
0: I just, I, it's like, I, I worked out this morning, um, and then I went straight from that, like, and showered. I, like, didn't stop sweating before I showered, which, like, I probably should have done. But I knew I had to get ready for this, so then I showered. and.
1: Do you normally, like, Take time to stop sweating before you shower. Like,
0: you're supposed to kind of let yourself cool down a little bit, so you're not, your body's not already like really hot, and then you jump into like a hot shower because that's not going to mm. cool you down. Well,
1: I don't. That's why I don't do hot showers when I'm hot. I do. I like cold showers. I like being cold. I like cold showers. I'm I mean, be- cold-hearted <laughs> bitch.
0: <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. Um, what are you eating? I'm eating um, sweet potato and eggs. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it looks like pasta from from here, and I was like, "Listen, I'm I I was a bachelor at one point. The idea of having Chef Boyardee ravioli in the morning is not foreign to me?
0: I mean, it's like, what do I have? You know, ever since I did a whole thirty, well, now I've done like six of them, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: they really teach you like get like take yourself out of the whole like I can only have breakfast food for breakfast. I've had like chili for breakfast. I've had like tacos mm. for breakfast, like not breakfast tacos, like tacos, tacos. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How are you? You asked how I was. How are you? Oh,
1: uh, fine. <laughs> it's a bit of a bit of a tough week at work, but uh, things are good. It's it's funny. I know we've. I don't know how much of this have we discussed on the podcast. Uh, but saying I had a tough week at work was like, I worked really hard. I stayed late a couple nights, and I felt very satisfied at the end of the week. Whereas like three like two or three years ago, I would have been like, I'm like I I've so about a year ago is when i got the new job Mm -hmm. and was looking at like getting rid of the like i had to wait out some stock on my last job
0: i recall this so adult
1: i have been looking back at old like memories on facebook and it is all like hey can everyone send me like good thoughts or like gifts that are funny like around this time was like having a hard time at work and now i'm like like, literally, like, Thursday, I was there till 11, and I didn't necessarily like doing that, but, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, this work needs to be done, I feel good about it, yeah. so... You,
0: you felt you, feel like, dif- you felt, like, appreciated for the time you put in? I was
1: legitimately, a year ago, like, a little bit longer than a year ago, considering, like, what would I do if I wasn't in the line of work that I'm in? Mm-hmm. Like, which is, you know, I, I kind of went very specific with my skill set so it's a little bit harder like it was like how do I get out of the video game industry like I was take I was going to breweries and like writing in a journal and thinking about like if I opened a brewery what would I do and Mm -hmm. I was like taking notes and I was like preparing for that and I was like doing all this other stuff and like really like what can I do to get back you know like starting this year-long multi-year-long plan to like get out of the industry and now I'm like okay I like it here again
0: (laughs) yeah well I, I think it's it's good to like take that time and be like is it just the company I met or is it maybe I'm disillusioned with this whole industry?
1: It was the company I was at. It was the project I was working on.
0: Wait we could edit this out. Is that the game that had like horrific reviews when it came out or something?
1: It was the game that had an expose on how hard they they were treating their employees. It was the one where I was like
0: you were like, well, now I feel." Where you were like, yeah, "I, I f- wasn't interviewed." I know it sounds like I was, but I was. Yes, interviewed.
1: that I, I I said to myself, "Like, was I interviewed for this?" And I don't remember. I had, I had uh, this came up recently. I had so a uh, a bunch of years ago. I was talking to someone on Twitter. Just someone was asking me questions. Boy, this is gonna go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. But here we go. Here's some I'm, game I'm here. industry lingo from Ryan, for Ryan, guys. But when I was on Skyrim, there was this. You can pick things up in Skyrim. You can, like, like when you're uh, uh, collecting things, uh, uh, ingredients for potions and blah, blah, blah. You can, like, look at the model and turn them around. <laughs> I know. Just bear with me. One of the things you can get is a bee in a jar. Okay. And on the bottom of the jar was, like, these runes and writing. And everybody went crazy and was like, what does this mean? And, like, are they coordinates and blah, blah, blah. What it was was an artist-like decide like went okay I'll create this quest and I'll do all this stuff and then didn't consult with uh any of the level designers and then was like hey let's do this and then we were all like that's going to take a lot of work from multiple people that you just kind of did the yeah, you you didn't just thought ask permission thought for it looked pretty and and then we all kind of went no I don't think it's going to happen and they put it in anyway which was fine cuz it wasn't like it, you know it it wasn't distracting it wasn't off it was just we put it we associated this be with the jar Oh, you can use it to make a health potion or you can use it to do this blah blah blah
0: but the runes on the bottom and, meant nothing
1: met, uh, no like ultimately they meant nothing and then okay. I think his idea was maybe someday we'll go in and we'll finish out this this quest everybody looked at this and they're like what does it mean and then I was on Twitter and, and someone was talking to me about it because I have on Twitter like games I used to work on and I was like you know it was this guy and he didn't really do anything and he I, I said some stuff that was like he went ahead and did this and he didn't ask anybody etc etc and it, it kind of came off as snotty. And then the next day, I f- like that guy was a YouTuber and put all my quotes into a YouTube video. And I was like, huh, cool. Uh, so then I was like, well, won't be talking about that stuff anymore. And then a couple days ago, someone came to me on, on Twitter and was like, hey, I'm writing an article where I want to like get the record straight on this thing. So I declined that article. And I told him I was like, it's for personal reasons, because I didn't want to sound like a jerk again. Also because I wanted to control the story So here let me explain something to any listeners who have any questions about how some of this video game stuff works Skip ahead if you don't care There's a lot of stuff that we just all kick ideas around. Like, this guy was coming at me like, why didn't it make it into the game? Why did it get cut? Why did they do this to this guy? No, it was just like four dudes sitting around going, hey, this would be cool if I did it. Someone started doing the work and then didn't realize that it would require a lot of work from other people. Sometimes in the industry, when you want something to just go into the game, you need multiple people to do it. So you got to get all those people interested in your little thing. So sometimes this was just... My whole point of this story is it's not as interesting a story as everyone keeps asking me it was.
0: <laughs> I, I so that's how I, I'm doing. So the, the takeaway I'm getting from this is that always beware of people asking you questions about your job on Twitter because it could suddenly decide that they could be a reporter and decide that they're good. Also, I would say he should have... Wait, who, who was the guy? Was it a reporter or...?
1: The first guy was a YouTube guy and he was just talking to me.
0: He should have... Um, I mean, I. If, I, I should if you I think there's it. any
1: sort of journalistic integrity know, in the YouTube I know, community, I, I don't know what to tell you. The fact that the second guy asked me was like a big deal. Yeah,
0: well, you know, Ryan, you're very influential in this industry, obviously. So. I'm
1: I'm not. This this, but this goes into another thing with the whole, you know, game developers are online because they want to talk to you about a game. Like we want to tell people how we do things. We want to be open. But two things that are problematic with it is stuff like happened to me, and the other thing is. There's, oh, there's an article going around right now where somebody was being very uh, open about their process and started getting death threats and rape threats and things like that. Like, you know, just homophobic, racist, misogynistic comments coming back at him at a, at, a, at a rate. And the guy who, who this, wrote this article was a guy. So he's probably getting it significantly less than if it was a woman. And the reason he was getting this, Laurel, is because they decided to publish their uh, game on a different platform. They said, we're also going to put it on this platform. And everyone went, that's BS, blah, 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 you suck, you can't do that. They have this entitled feeling of like, why would you do that to us? And it's so frustrating because as a developer, I want to talk to people about what I do. It's fun. We like what we do. And then people are like, I'm going to murder you for saying anything.
0: I I mean, I I think it kind of goes to how like... Uh, this is the whole celebrities that are just like us but you know a lot of celebrities and like actors don't read reviews and right and don't really want to see what the chatter online is about their movie because it's like they do want to engage in that fan conversation and discourse but so much of it is not like healthy and is just
1: well they're also like in that world and have uh I think systems to block them from this sort of thing they have like like they have PR... They have managers. They have PR people. They have this. And they have people who are, like, meant to tell them, don't go online this. I don't have any of that. Like, imagine if, like, all of a sudden there were fans of what you do. And I'm putting fans in quotes because I don't consider people who give people death threats fans of anything. It makes no sense to me. It's just these, are, like, we're regular people trying to have, like, a conversation with our, our fan base. And they're... <laughs> so many of them are toxic and... Horrible and 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 repulsive, and I hate it. It's and if you do that sort of thing, I hate you.
0: There. Oh my gosh, what was? Uh, now I'm trying to remember the specifics. There was some, either like prominent female politician, or not 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 prominent, but like a, a woman in politics somewhere, or maybe it was an actress or something who got just like a terrible message from a guy. Something like you know, h- hoping that she would get raped and like you know, dismembered yeah. and all that stuff. And somehow, I mean, it was like either in a previous tweet or somewhere on Facebook, she found his mom's account and screenshot it and sent it to her and was like, just so you like, just so you know what your son's doing. And she and the mom was like, said it was something like, you know, just, you know, this is not how we raised him. I am so ashamed and embarrassed of him, but also kind of like he has like, he has like left the nest basically and like become a, a person that I'm not proud of.
1: Yeah, and I was like, Ugh.
0: I mean, I, I want to be like everybody tweet and Facebook as though your mom is going to read it. So,
1: you want to go ahead and get started? Yeah. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. We're the Craniacs. We get together once a week and apparently, in the last two episodes, bring up very depressing
0: topics. <laughs> I haven't um, listened to the last episode yet. I don't know if I can because I think I'm going to probably start crying again.
1: Next time we'll we'll, well, we'll, we'll talk, broadcast we'll talk from about the zoo
0: because it'll be very close to my birthday by then.
1: Oh. It is your birthday. We'll cut this out.
0: Oh, I don't mind people know my birthday. Tell me happy birthday, everybody. <laughs> um, August 20th.
1: Oh, cool. What's your social security number? Your mother's maiden name.
0: Um, August 20th has me, Al Roker, Amy Adams, um, Joan Allen, um, uh, either Demi Lovato or Selena Gomez. I always confuse the two. So one of them has my birthday as well.
1: I feel like I grew up remembering exactly who had my birthday. Your birthday's like October
0: twenty something.
1: Uh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, and it's it's. I mean, telling people this will give it to them. But it's Hillary Clinton, CM Punk, the guy who played Fester on the Addams Family, uh, I, I'm, uh Pat wait, Sajak. You,
0: wait, in the in the movie The Addams Family, so Christopher Lloyd?
1: No, no, no. The the oh the
0: TV OG. Show. Oh yes. Okay. Pat Sajak. Uh,
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah, so next time we'll talk about something a little more interesting. But for today,
0: wait. You can cut this out. When is your birthday?
1: Twenty sixth.
0: Oh, I was gonna guess the twenty sixth. See, I have a like a weird, almost savant quality about remembering birthdays.
1: I do not. I have the opposite of that. obviously.
0: I'm sure you were like <laughs> your birthday's coming up. I thought it was in January. Um. Yeah. No. I like I could tell you in my graduating class in eighth grade, almost everyone's birthday.
1: Do you know why I think... I think your 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 birthday is in January?
0: Because is, all is, my parents' birth... My, both my parents' birthdays are in January?
1: So my my sister's is in January. And I never remembered exactly the day of my sister's. Never could. Until I started dating Tara. Because they have the same birthday. And and Kimberly started uh, noticing how... Johnny on the spot I was with her birthday. Following that. And was kind of like, oh, I see how it is. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Um... And I think it's that whole like weird like what's 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 the female version of fraternal thing like when in college when people said we like we felt like big brother and little sister.
0: Oh, I'm trying to figure out what word you're trying to say Fr- fraternal.
1: Fraternal, but it's like. But
0: not fraternal, like.
1: You're not giving me fraternal energy because you're not a man. Is oh. there a like? Cisternal, like what is the
0: familial?
1: Familial. Let's go with okay, that. Okay, uh, the, okay. I think it's because of the familial familial energy we have between each other. That's like the. That's like.
0: Oh my gosh, it's like I'm family. <gasps>
1: <laughs> All right. That's so season so four,
0: touching. guys. This is such a <laughs> sweet moment, and Ryan is trying to just roll right over it. <laughs> typical season
1: man. season four uh, I don't have the episode number I do on the IMDb your, it's page.
0: episodes 13 and 14
1: yes 13 is four for the seesaw do you want to read the Netflix review yes. and we'll make fun of it
0: yes once again Netflix doing its usual bang-up job of summarizing the episode <laughs> to their delight Frasier and Niles meet a pair of attractive <laughs> women during one of their daily coffee breaks at cafe nervosa
1: I think mine's not too much different it's uh, Frazier and Niles, on a whim, share a table at Cafe Nerv- Nervoso with two attractive women, which develops into a double date and then a weekend trip to the country. So, there are two, there are some like okay things that I'm noticing in the in these uh, new episodes. Number one, it was both of them were. I wish I could have seen. Frazier and Niles succeed at what they were trying to do, and I was kind of bummed out that they weren't and kind of annoyed about it. And two, the attractiveness level of women on the show is falling right into like a really sweet spot for me. I don't know exactly <laughs> how, to, how to explain it, but I was just like, wow. And it's and it, and a lot of them were, were actresses I've known, yes. but I was just like, Megan Mullally yes, Megan is one Mulally. of the attractive women. And this one, and she, I was just like, Megan Mullally's looking real good in this episode.
0: And hey, also, talk about somebody who really hasn't aged, Megan Mullally.
1: <laughs> she, yeah, and and well, boy, uh, Tara's got uh, got this thing she's going on a little while ago where she was. Have you? I there was a brief period. I don't know if Megan Mullally had some work done and it was settling before she started doing uh, Will and Grace again. But there was this like. Instagram period where Tara was showing me pictures of Megan Mullally and being like who is this who is this and I'm like I don't know and they're like it's Megan Mullally oh. why does she not look like Megan Mullally and like she was going crazy she's like why is no one talking about this
0: I I think I know what you were talking about I think that when Megan Mullally also is like not doing anything I think she's a pretty like uh she like dyes her hair like bright red and gets almost like it was face it wasn't oh. hair but yeah Interesting I'll,
1: We'll have to We'll have to ask Tara To go
0: look yeah, at stuff Tara up again Yeah I'll have Tara post Some of those um, Also this is where I do my Like annual biannual, Whatever plug Semi-annual plug Of find Actually I need to post this In the group I'll post it in the group There's a long form Vulture article About Megan Maloli And Nick Offerman It's now like Five or six years old But about their like how they started dating and, like, their whole relationship and everything. And it is just so lovely and weird and endearing. And it just <laughs> will make you love them if you don't already love them. So, I'll post that in the group. Don't you worry, guys.
1: I just... I, I, I don't know what it was with these two characters. They were both very, like... Just, like...
0: Because we talked about how in
1: the early seasons it was, like, all very bimbo-y. Like, yes. super model-y looking. And then these are right in the, like... I think they're very attractive... I think they're the kind of women that Fraser could get. I think they're the, ty- the type of women that Fraser and Ilsa could get. I think they're the type of women that, like, just from a looks perspective, like, it is is not only like kind of within their range, but in the top of their range. That it's like, hey, way to go, Fraser! Like, it's just well done. Even when Megan Mullally is like in the cabin and wearing like flannel and just looking super relaxed, I was like, oh, this is right. <laughs> not that you're going to hear this, but this is perfect in my wheelhouse. I love. A comfortable-looking, attractive woman. I yes. like ponytails. I like when they're wearing like, like just t-shirts. Like, I, I feel like the shorthand for this woman doesn't care. <laughs> I,
0: I, I didn't realize, guys. I'm, I'm wearing a very large Harry Potter t-shirt at the moment. I did not realize that. Uh, that it's, apparently, it's, this is just I'm distracting Ryan over here.
1: <laughs> I know. It's it's this is this is me admitting my fetish of like <laughs> I want you to look like you've had a. Weekend and you've just gotten over a
0: cold. <laughs> <laughs> that Gryffindor Quidditch shirt Laurel. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm put, I'm adding this I don't I, I, don't, I don't online date at the moment, but like I'll add the picture of this to my online dating profile, see if that really rings any bells.
1: <laughs> is my head still gonna be in the corner like it is in mine? That'd be so weird, like that was one of the things that I was online dating where it was like always looking for pictures of girls with a dude and being like, who's that? Is that her ex-boyfriend? Am I going to have to deal with this? And then like the idea of you putting that up there and I'm clearly in another room because <laughs> my picture's down there and everyone's like, what the hell is she going for with this
0: picture? But you have to understand that the picture I have right now is entirely you and me right, in right, right. a tiny corner. So,
1: Well, that'd be even funnier if it's that picture and you just draw a line <laughs> and <you're> like,
0: me! <laughs> or I could do like a selfie right now, like... This is, this you is me go. on a Saturday morning, guys. <laughs> Still sweating, and I, I would
1: really appreciate it if you would plug the podcast on your dating apps from uh, now. On. <laughs> like,
0: uh, I, I don't plug our podcast, but I think before I have said that I'm a podcast host or co-host. There you go. And then uh, it was like a what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, what what did you think about this this episode?
0: Um, I found it rather forgettable. Um, oh okay. Uh, I I guffawed several times at the next episode. Like I can't wait to talk about that one. But um, oh,
1: you you want me to take the reins on this one then? Because I like.
0: Oh no! Well, I mean, yeah, go ahead and talk about what what you liked about it. Um,
1: I, I mean, uh, apparently Megan Mullally. Um, I also I, I I liked Fraser trying to help Niles get over Maris, mm-hmm. even though it didn't really succeed. I, I mean, it kind of succeeded, but then they, you know, created their own. Quicksand trap at that point. Um,
0: I think I, I think I figured out one thing that made me a little eye rolly about this is that to me, Fraser gets p- puts off some incel vibes a little bit of like it's been a long time since I've slept with a woman and I am owed sex with a woman and I'm like oh mm. oh okay.
1: yeah well I think that was what got him in trouble at the end. I am gonna take a big step back on that one because. I did not get those vibes but I'm also not the 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 the, the target of those sentiments yeah. and I, mean, I was it, just kind of
0: this is just it's the it's the era of entitlement that Fraser kind of has around and in some ways it it's funny I loved the next episode and it's also present in that episode too but I don't know for this one I I was just a little like rubbed the wrong way a little bit about it
1: Well Hold on one second. I just remembered I have notes on this, and my phone's in the other room, so I'll be right back.
0: What did you just do? I'm okay.
1: <laughs> I think I feel like a big trope for '90s sitcoms was like the sexual dry spell of our male male protagonists, hmm. and maybe having two lined up like this make it like that. I don't know. I. <laughs> Perhaps I relate to this issue more than than other people, but I I only really got the creepy vibe when he got his immediate comeuppance over it. Like I it felt to me like he was trying to bolster Niles uh confidence in order to Probably not quite altruistically also get laid, but uh, but also to help Niles get through this situation.
0: That's, that's okay, that, that's a good point, because Niles was obviously in a very weird place about this, to mm-hmm. the point that he is calling the person he is separated from to find out the, like, D- the parameters oh. of their separation.
1: Do you, do you know what this reminded me of, and I wrote this down here? Did you, did you ever see Swingers? No. Oh.
0: Is that is that? It a reminded movie?
1: me. Yes, there's this there's a so Swinger's is with John Favreau and Vince Vaughn and they're like it's all about John Favreau. They live out in LA and they John
0: Favreau director of the new Lion King movie.
1: There you go. And uh John Favreau has broken up with a girlfriend that he had for like 6 years and the whole thing is him they're, they're trying to help him get over his girlfriend and he keeps screwing it up and at one point there's this big scene where they're at a bar and they're trying to get him to go. He like talks to a girl at the bar and it goes okay. Um, and they're like, "Why didn't you go get her number?" It's this great scene where they're like, "She's like a little rabbit over there, and you're a big bear. You're a big bear with these claws, and you're going <laughs> with these claws. How do I kill the rabbit?" It's like Vince Vaughn giving the speech. I can you're actually, like, pick yeah, man, you're a bear. Perfectly. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll post it. But he goes over and he gets her number, and the whole big famous scene is he goes home and he they're like he's like, "So when do I call her?" And they're like. Oh, uh, you wait two days, blah, blah, blah. And they start talking about it. And they're like, how many days are you guys going to wait? And he's like, six. Like, it's just something dumb. He goes home and he calls her immediately. And he keeps getting her voice message. And it keeps cutting off the end of his his thing. So he calls her back to finish it. And then he, like, screws up and he calls back. And he's, and he, it's, he's just going down and down this rabbit hole. And then the last part is her going... Uh, I forgot his character name, but so it's says John. He goes, John? She's like, yeah. He goes, never call me again. Click. Like... I'll post that. That I'll post the bear scene and that scene. But like, that's what this reminded me of. Of like, I'm gonna call Maris, and then I can't believe those women let them leave the room so many times. I'd be like, at that point, like I imagine them coming back after like the third time leaving, and they're like reading a book,
0: yeah.
1: or like, like, all right, this isn't happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I did enjoy the the cold clothes, though. I guess that's what we call it when <laughs> Fraser just <sighs> gets up and starts beating Niles with a pillow. Yeah, I
1: I what did I write there? I I wrote I like this line. Megan Mulally would rip through Niles like wet paper. Like I don't think like she was really playing a restrained version of a character. But we're the but we're like, I mean, her from Parks and Rec or her from Will and Grace oh my God. to her from up Parks and Rec.
0: Oh my yeah. gosh,
1: <laughs> would destroy Niles? Let me let me let me ask you. And and uh, as usual, we can revert this or cut it out. The whole situation, I, I think I enjoyed the most of the, the the part where they were trying to figure out, were they getting signals? Because that was my problem a lot when I was... This is going to sound like I'm like, women were always throwing themselves at me. I didn't realize it. But in, they weren't. So that in the small chance that they were, I was completely thrown off from it. There's one time when I went up to get drinks for a table and... I was getting, like, a round of shots or something like that. And this uh, woman uh, at the bar was like, you know, I don't understand why you're getting that. I only drink Jim Beam. And a very, like... Afterwards, everyone was like, she wanted you to buy her a Jim Beam shot. And I was like, really? I hate Jim Beam. Thanks for the shots. Walk away. Like, had, like, no interest. Like, and she just... And everyone was like, what are you doing? And I go, what? And I turned around, and she was just, like, gone in a puff of smoke. <laughs> and it was like, No! But do you think they were being coy? Like, up until the point where Megan Mullally's like, are you coming to bed? (laughs) Like,
0: Do I think the women were being coy? No. I think that Fraser and Niles were probably overthinking it.
1: Do you have a hard time sometimes when men hit on you? Or are we a little bit more obvious of like, hey, I like your butt?
0: (laughs) No, I, I, for one, am very... uh, Bad at judging that Yet I'm Mm -hmm. good at judging it for other friends I think it's only like It's when it's being directed towards me that I'm just like Whoa I don't know I I mean that sounds like I just am out here Again with men falling at my feet and I just like step over them Because I don't realize it but No I've had like friends be like No so and so asked me for your number And I'm like oh really
1: Do people ask other people for for numbers still Like that feels very Yeah Oh okay Yeah
0: like, if you, if you have mutual friends, they might be like, oh, hey, like, I had, you know, I had a nice chat with so-and-so. Like, Is the expectation that they
1: would... Well, but if you got a strange text that's like, hey, yo, it's Joe, and you're like, how did Joe get my number? Like...
0: So, like, last time... Okay, I'll change names. Last time this happened, it was like, hey, hey, it's Tom. Uh, Joe gave me your number. Do you want to, like, uh, grab, like...
1: Okay, that's the way of doing it. I I just was always like... I think I, if I if ever I asked a friend like, do you think if I like if I asked for Laurel's number, she would give it to me? Like, I think that'd be it. But I would always like, hey, can I have your number? Like, I just, I just, yeah. I think, how did I put it? I had a way of put. I was like, hey, would it be cool if I called you sometime? I think I said it like that, or if I cool if I texted you or something like that.
0: Guys, it's been a long time since Ryan's been in the dating pool. <laughs> in case.
1: Boy, like seven, seven or eight years.
0: Because if someone said call me, I'd be like call me. The only people who call me are my parents.
1: So. I had a, a, somebody I dated for a while, uh, she worked at a, like, cupcake bakery that was near where I worked, and I went in and asked for her email because it felt less, like, intrusive. It was also 10 years ago, so I, you know, I don't think people were texting as much. And I remember she was like, oh, okay, and she wrote it down and gave it to me, and, well, I, got, and I can't tell the rest of the story because it involves her last name. It was, I'll just tell you, it was at something and I go, that's a goofy name. She's like, yeah, it's my last name. And I was like,
0: oh god. Mm. So so the so here's the 2019 or I would say like 2016 to 2019 version of that is you find out someone's Instagram handle, you start following them, and then you slide into their DMs. That's something that happens. Yeah, and then okay, that's that's more of a common thing now of like. Yeah, someone. in my day, we used to ask their father <laughs> for a dowry and and a, and a, and a goat. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's um. now it's like someone <laughs> someone slides into your DMs. Um, like for example, I like when I posted uh, when I like my little like going away brunch a few weeks ago, and I posted like some pictures from that. That was kind of the first big like social media like announcement, I guess, that I was moving. Um, and there, there were some some past gentlemen that slid into my DMs Who were like, oh my god, like let's get a drink before you go And I'm like, we haven't spoken in three years Like, it's...
1: <laughs> so I have two other quick subjects to go over on this episode Uh... The one was the uh the, the the bodice ripper that uh
0: that's thank daphne you i was like was... what was the b plot yes <laughs>
1: yeah, well that's one of them was that that daphne was making martin read and him just being like oh god but i i've not done not much to say about it other than it was really funny especially when he was trying to test to see if daphne was sleeping he's like
0: the next i love morning. you despite the fact that you're cross-eyed oh i just like when he's like you know she like she ran her hand over his sinewy muscle and then he goes the next morning, and she's like, you skipped a part. <laughs> um, this, it was, a, this it was me. just
1: one scene. I don't know if I'd even call it the B-plot, but it was a good side scene. Well, I
0: guess the B-plot was that the flu shots and that Daphne didn't get one, and so she then she got the flu, so.
1: Right. So that's the other thing I want to bring up. First of all, vaccinate your stupid children. Secondly, uh, I the amount of flu that doctor sprays all over the oh. room before he stabs Frazier. It's ridiculous
0: Yeah also like Yeah And flu shots Don't hurt
1: <laughs> Him He goes You are ready for your shot And like A fourth of a cup Of flu yes. Is sprung Like like Whatever he's giving Fraser is not gonna do The job anymore uh,
0: I, I Once When I like, You know when you're Like a kid you, It seems like you get Shots every time You go to the doctor Because you have so many Vaccines you have to get Until you're like Eight years old Or something uh, mm-hmm. I remember the, the first time I remember getting a shot, I was just, I was so puzzled. And I didn't know what to expect that I just kind of like looked in awe at everything. And I remember the shot actually really hurt. And I was just kind of like, oh, like, wow. Like, I what? Ugh, like, this is such a weird sensation. The next year the nurse came in holding the needle and I immediately burst into tears. Ugh. I think I was like six years old, but I was just like, No.
1: I, I used fine. to be I used to have a real problem with needles and now being a type one diabetic yeah. is kind of like now I'm like yeah whatever get me um, when I was a kid my I was I'm about uh, ten years younger than my sister so she went to a doctor's appointment and my my dad was working and my mom had to bring me along so I'm in there and she had to get a shot and a shot or an IV or something and I just remember it going in and coming back out and I went. And she, my sister's like, ah, like the, the, uh-huh. the phlebotomist or whatever, or the nurse, screwed it up. And I was just like, my, they like turn and look at me, and I'm just like. <laughs> and the mom's like, I oh, will take Ryan out of the room. And I think that probably started my whole like, I don't like needles thing. Uh, I'm that person who
0: likes when they take blood. I'm like, I like to watch it. And they're like, okay, you can look away. And I'm like, no, no, I'm here for it. And I like watch my blood go through the tubes. I'm like, ooh.
1: <laughs> Tara's, Tara's boss's daughter, who's like under six and for years has always been like what do you want to be when you grow up she's like a phlebotomist like she, like she has like fake stuff to do it and all this and like I just think that's so funny that she specifically was like I want to be the one who draws blood and found out what that what, the, what that word was and everything I,
0: I so. feel like I learned that word in my 20s so yeah no oh, kidding wait there was something I was going to say back about the flu back, oh about bodice rippers and reading them out loud Um, so my <laughs> can't wait for this story <laughs> you're like I'm here for this story Um, So my sorority's flower is the, every sorority has a flower. I'm sure every fraternity does too. Um, And our sorority's flower is the pink carnation because it is the longest enduring flower, just as our sisterhood lasts forever. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) It's also good for us college students, the cheapest flower. So when you have to buy like pink carnations for your little, when she gets initiated, you're like, here's five bucks. (laughs) I'm going to go buy a whole bundle of them. Anyway. Um, so my friend um, Leah, who has been on this podcast before, got a was given a copy or found a copy like at a bookstore. It was called like the Secret of the Pink Carnation or the Legacy of the Pink Carnation or something. And she bought it, being like, "Oh, Pink Carnation," not knowing it wasn't about our sorority, but being like, "Oh, Pink Carnation," like this will be you know a fun book for like you know all of us in college. So we're driving to Florida for spring break our senior year. And we realize it is a bodice ripper. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and so we take turns reading it out loud. <laughs> and it is both like terrible in the way it is written, but also like hilarious. And we are just dying laughing. So I am a hundred percent down for people reading bodice rippers outside out loud. <laughs>
1: We used to have something, and I encourage people to do this maybe more with Harlequin novels and Bodice Rippers than what we did. We used to have something called the uh, uh, Fifty Shades Challenge, which was go into a... If you're like walking by a bookstore, get a copy of Fifty Shades. Start flipping, and someone else goes, stop. And you just start reading at an increasingly louder volume (laughs) until you feel uncomfortable enough to leave the store.
0: Talk about atrocious (laughs) writing. Fifty Shades of Grey. I think I still have it. I think it's still... One of my Kindle books back from like 2012 when it first came out, and I think it probably still says I'm at like 27 percent on it because I just I I got to a point where I was like I can't anymore, I can't.
1: I just remember when I did that challenge thing. I read something that the description of the sex was so clinical that I was like, this is not interesting. And the the, but the way that that Daphne's that the the rose and the rapier was the name of that one. Um, uh, The way that was was at least fun.
0: Yes. (laughs) That reminds me of when uh, the Friends episode where Rachel and Joey are living together and Joey finds one of Rachel's, you know, um, erotica novels and and doesn't Mm -hmm. know what half the words are. So he keeps me, he's like, oh, are you sad it's me? Were you wishing it was the vicar? (laughs) And she's like, Joey, how do you know that word? (laughs) Anyway, Um, we should rate this episode. Yes.
1: I enjoyed it much more than you did, I believe. I'm going to give it a seven because I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I liked the I liked them, uh, you know. The, I, I I didn't like the end because I would have liked to see them succeed more like a Parks and Rec episode than a ninety sitcom episode. But I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it seven uh, flu shots.
0: Okay, I think I'm gonna give this six um, leather overnight bags. I really liked the luggage oh, they all yeah. had. I was like. <laughs> Well, I also
1: like the whole bit where they're like, we'll put each other's stuff in there. It's like, do you think they know your luggage so well? They're going to know, like, unless you've got a big tag on it that says, like, Niles Crane, uh, which I wouldn't put it past him.
0: I, I thought that was a brilliant idea, though, when they were like, we'll mix up the luggage. I was like, oh, that's so smart. Like, that's... Well,
1: so that's that's the thing I think I was going to ask you, is if, like, two men invited, like, you and a friend out to a cabin, do you think, like, that would be, like, oh, this we're, the intimacy is going to happen? This is, like, it wouldn't be, like hey, we just met these two friends. Let's just go hang out. Like, nothing about... The moment they started doubting that these women wanted to be with them was the moment I went, why would you doubt that? Like, everything leading to this has been so forward.
0: Well, I I would also say I don't think the second day that I've known somebody, I go away with them for a weekend. So I I would say it's probably (laughs) hard to think about, like, I I, at that point, I'm still not sure that they're not serial killers. So, you know, um, I think it's, I I don't know, because I don't think I would ever be in that position that I would be like, what is this weekend about? You know what I would have loved, though, is if they went away, this this would actually be a great one. If they went away for the weekend and it turned out either the women were actually timeshare salesmen and kept giving them pitches, or the women were like religious fanatics and spent the whole weekend trying to convert them.
1: Well, I, I did like who they were, which was like the kitchen designers and like they're like men don't really like kitchen design. And the crane boys were like,
0: Ooh. Well, I also <laughs> like liked that the things that they talked about back then were probably so like no one knew what they meant. New. And now yeah. when he's like ceramic tile backsplash. I'm like, everybody knows those ceramic tile black yeah, backsplashes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get me started um, on those subway tiles.
1: <laughs> let's 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 move on to the next one, which I am going to call the. Most absurd premise I've seen in one of these shows yet somehow they made it work.
0: It's, it's called uh, "To Kill a Talking Bird." Niles decides <laughs> to move into a prestigious new building called the Montana. So can I just say I have been waiting <laughs> for the Montana? There, I he lives in the Montana for okay. the for like the rest of the series. I'm so excited we're finally at the Montana.
1: <laughs> I've seen an episode with him at the Montana because okay. when he went to the set, I thought. I'm like I've, I think I wrote that like somewhere I was like I've seen the Montana this seems this is a very very familiar uh, set I uh, the, so the one here is Niles invites his new neighbors over for a dinner party but has trouble removing his new pet bird from the top of his head had I read this before I watched it again, this was the most ridiculous premise I've ever seen and it's like this was an episode that I would show people.
0: Oh a hundred percent.
1: I, I don't know that this is a very important episode, but like if I had to like pick five and be like, here are five episodes of Frasier I've seen that you have to see, this was one of them. Because it was hilarious, uh, and it was so stupid.
0: I was... <laughs> Like, every range of laughter I have happened during this episode. Everything from just, like, the little, like, <laughs> to, like, <laughs> like, I went through the entire, like, the entire range of laughter I
1: have. I did that thing where I was just sitting there. Like, the previous one I laughed and guffawed at. This one I kind of just sat there with, eye, like, mouth agape going, this is really funny. Like, it's so... You ever? I mean, you ever watched, there was a, uh, there was a South Park.
0: I can tell where, you right now, no.
1: <laughs> so... They put Kenny in his outfit backwards so his butt's sticking out of the the hole and Cartman laughs at that and then they take a picture of it and they put it on a milk carton and they go "Have you found, have you seen me?" and Cartman's laughing at that. Well, this family of people who actually have butts for faces comes to Cartman's door and is like and the way they talk they're like, "We hear you have our son." Like and they do that. <laughs> and they do that, and it cuts to Cartman and he just stares and he walks off they're like, "What?" He's like, that is the he's like I have been broken. Nothing will ever be funnier than this. Like that's how I felt with this. It was so funny I wasn't laughing. Yeah, <laughs>
0: was, like it. Yeah, I just I I actually I took notes. I, so I left my notebook downstairs when I was watching this, and I was lazy and did my dresser. So I actually took notes on my phone, which I like never yeah. do because I was just like I have to take notes.
1: Oh, that's my usual way, Tara. So 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 guys, if for some reason you've. I know we. I think we're getting less and less good at actually discussing what happens in the episode and just talking about it. But if you haven't seen this one and you're just listening because you love the sound of Laurel and I's voices, um, he gets rid of his his silly dog and he gets a he he, he moves in the Montana that doesn't accept dogs. So he gets a, a, a cock,
0: cockatoo,
1: co- co- cockatiel. cockatiel. Cockatiel, I he gets think a, a cockatiel. and it. Gets on his head and it. They ring the doorbell and it hates the door. The doorbell. Oh no! Uh, a fire. The, like the fire in the in the fireplace. Yeah. So it starts out
0: that the doorbell scares baby, the bird, and she digs her claws into Niles' <laughs> shoulder, which is the same
1: name as the dog, right? He just renames. So the I, dog was baby. Wasn't
0: the dog? Was the dog baby? Because I then I started to wonder if I thought the dog was baby, but I was thinking of the bird.
1: Maybe I don't know. Maybe
0: we would never knew the dog's name. Yeah. Um, also, this um, dog showed up so much more than I thought it did. Remember the first episode where we meet <laughs> yeah. it? And I'm like, we never see that dog yes, again. Yes,
1: it had a three-episode run. Um, I, the bird gets scared while it's on Niles' head and claws into his head and is stuck there. He's having a dinner party, so he's staying inside so no one can see a bird the kitchen, on his head. Yeah, and every time That's someone the rings the premise. doorbell, you hear, Ow! <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's, he's trying to feel prestigious, but there's a whole, first off, the fact that they got this bird to do as much as of what they wanted to do is insane. Ah. There is a point where apparently the bird was having a day, a day and needed to stay in its trailer and they couldn't film it. So they put this ridiculous thing on Niles's head with a, a tea towel over it so that you can't see it. This is genius. Did this win anything? I can't, like, I, this is uh, comedy I, gold. So I,
0: I don't want you to go and look and see if it won anything because I'm afraid you'll see later episodes this season that probably that won, won awards. That something? Okay. So, do, like, we'll, we'll discuss it at the end of the season um, if it did. But I I just, part of this is the fact that the entire cast really buys into the premise and plays this with such, like, seriousness. And I, I just, I loved, I loved every everything yeah. about this
1: i mean they play it it's never like there's sometimes when you're doing comedy and the jokes are like i can't believe this is happening and you're you're referencing the ridiculousness of a premise it can be funny but it's also kind of cheap mm-hmm. because it's like if if you're trying to get over a strange premise with an audience and that and, and part of the way you do that is going isn't this strange and weird like it's kind of meta i don't it's not it, it's it can be funny but like i said it's it's, it's i think it's a cheap way out this is like here's a strange premise we're never going to flat out say like i can't believe this is happening we're just going to run with it and it, and the fact that it works and it's so good and you're again i i'm analyzing it so hard this 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 episode had two major things going against it i watched it when i was very tired and it was like the second of our of our two run which typically if you go back i think the second episode uh, episodes sometimes don't do as well and it was just and i i am watching this to analyze it that's what we're doing mm-hmm. and i was like this is genius but i kept sitting the whole time going i can't believe this premise is working i can't believe this is this is someone wrote that and pitched at everyone went, are you effing kidding yeah. me? yeah it's-,
0: <laughs> it's-, it's so good well, and it also like it introduces you to Niles's new apartment. It, it sets up the building he lives in, which like the uh, the snooty neighbors. They feels like he has to impress. Like that is a ongoing arc for Niles's character, and and I just I, I love I don't know I just I loved I loved everything about this. Um,
1: it's also a classic Frasier episode in that it is about throwing or attending a party about status. I wrote that. Mm-hmm. How many Frasier episodes are about throwing some sort of party? To up their status, and then something goes wrong. I feel like the the restaurant episodes like that, yes. there's so many. The, the one where they try and get in the club, like... Um,
0: the, the art, when he has the, the people come over to look at that painting he bought, and the artist is like, that's not mine, and it's a fake and everything. Yes. Um... I I should have known that I was in for such a treat. I don't really remember this episode very... As, as it went on, I was like, oh, I kind of remember the premise of Niles' bird being stuck on his head, but I didn't remember all the details. In the first opening <laughs> scene, I was laughing multiple times. I was like, I am in for a treat. Like, I don't remember what episode this is. Like, when he brings the dog over and is like, oh, look how she's taking to you, Dad. Look. <laughs> He's, like, Ooh, pushing look. her.
1: <laughs> and then...
0: He forces her into Martin's lap and they both look so uncomfortable. And he says, oh, let me guess, Montana doesn't allow pets. And he says, well, they do, just not cats or dogs. And Martin's like, well, you're in luck because I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> I
1: I it's funny when they do that because I think I'm so much of a dog person now that I'm like I love this. I, if, once it's on my lap, no matter how ugly the dog is, I'm like. Would you
0: well, dog? I, so I see it on Martin's lap. Well, I think it's more that the dog will not will not like sit in his yes. lap. Is I mean when they were doing all the comparisons of the dog to Maris finally denials this face, like stand her upright, drop ten pounds, and put some Chanel on her. And geez, Oh,
1: Tamaris. I forgot they put the little they put the hat
0: on her. Because <laughs> he
1: remember that pillbox hat she wore? Yes. puts on. He's like. <gasps> <laughs> he falls back. That's so good. I
0: know. I just. I loved. it. Also, I guess I didn't realize that they had never really been super explicit to him yet. That like this dog is Maris. Yes. So that uh,
1: is. I, I. This is. This may be my new standard. I. This is also. I think the the, the type of episode I'm talking about the 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 madcapness juxtaposed right up against them trying to be higher social status are my favorite episodes. So this may just just maybe this may be the new standard for me.
0: Uh, I, um, I, I at the beginning though I, I was a little worried because again I didn't know what episode this was when Fraser's going on the blind date with one of Roz's friends that she set him up with, and it's a thirty-two year old aerobics instructor, and I was like, oh, here we go with like yeah. another like thirty. Okay, I am in that age range, and <laughs> I have to say. Um, thanks for that little giggle um i have to say i would not be like oh frazier like just no not my jam no He's like 44 45 at this point
1: well uh speaking of my jam which apparently is starting to become a a, a recurring <laughs> oh was stephanie recurring... garrett your jam she was very good looking she's uh well, she was the mom in uh, City Slickers, I remember that She
0: um, is, it's actress Patricia Weddig, Who I would say also mm-hmm. deserves a That Guy Award Because Yes um, And I actually meant to look up I, She was an Alias a bit um, Yes Yes I was gonna say, the I,
1: dress she wore to the thing looked really good, even with having that weird collar. I don't know why. That it, it, of, it was
0: like the scarf thing that you throw, like where it's around your collar and it hangs down your back. Um, yes, I, but was, she,
1: you didn't see her from the back that often, so yeah. it just looked like she had like a collar.
0: I did write down, though, that um, I said, um, that dress. But then I was also like, that dress is, I, I mean, I get why, why they had her wear it and everything, but I was like, lady, you misread this evening. Like, you look yeah. kind of ridiculous. <laughs>
1: So, at the beginning of the episode, when a uh, when, when Roz and, and, and Frazier are talking in the uh, uh, studio, there is a producer or someone who walks in named Christine, who also, for some reason, was... I was like, oh, is this is this going to be Frasier's paramour for the episode?
0: Yeah. Um, Considering they she never had this kind of Kate never,
1: McKinnon thing going yes. for her.
0: They never showed her, like, full face, really. So, I was like, oh, this one's not going to stick around in this episode. I did enjoy that... Roz was like, you know what, Fraser They showed like,
1: her face. I'm not a creep.
0: <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, it was never, like... Like, with Stephanie Garrett, the minute they opened the door, it's, yes. like, full, like, <laughs> um <laughs> When Roz was saying, you know, that women can smell desperation, and she was like, you know, the minute you stop looking, someone's just going to fall in your lap. <laughs> and Fraser says, thank you for comparing me to a dead squirrel in a heating duct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love it. Can I just say, though, as a single woman... I hate that advice when people are like, "The minute you stop looking," I'm like, first of all, do you think I'm out here with like a magnifying glass and a search dog, like looking for men?
1: Like, like the Shawshank guards looking for Andy? <laughs>
0: yes, Dufresne. basically. Like, you're like holding up a shirt. <laughs> yeah. that <it> like, <laughs> Leo's out the rock there like cameras. sniffing around for me. <laughs> like,
1: um, well, it's it's funny because I feel like, all right, so there's a better way of looking at that. Um, the, I broke up with someone out b- before Tara. And I took this year and I remember very much being the year between uh, Sarah and Tara and very much being like, this is going to be about me. (laughs) I know. Right. I think there's something to be said about focusing more on yourself and not necessarily being like, all my active energy is towards finding someone. And I think when it's, I, I still dated online, but I was, I remember, I think I've said this on the show. My point, my, my major point in dating online was, I wonder if someone will go to this restaurant I want to go with me that I don't want to go to by myself. And, like, that's how I met Tara, was I spent a year kind of, like, focusing on me, and then, like, I feel like that kind of energy, putting your best you forward by focusing on you, will attract someone who always was interested in what you are, but you weren't necessarily like, hey, you want to go out? Hey, you want to go out? Hey, you want to go out? You're not looking with that magnifying glass. I Now I'm imagining you in, like, a Sherlock Holmes <laughs> yes! hat. Like, like, I have a trench
0: coat, and I'm like... <laughs> like
1: like, and there's, like, a man runs by, and mm-hmm. then you're, I'm like, I'm on the trip.
0: The game is afoot. <laughs> yes. Or, like, sure or Frazier's like, I've hung out in the produce section looking hopeless and stuff, and I, I'm like. I'm
1: done. I'm done thumping melons.
0: <laughs> yes. He's thumped his last melon. That's um, a- I, I was just like, man, is that, I just, yeah. So, anyway, I, I don't care for that advice. At least, I feel like that advice is not very applicable to me. So. Yeah. Um because I I'm I'm always focused on me. I'm an only child and I'm a Leo. So <laughs> it is always all about me.
1: <laughs> uh and we've got forty-nine episodes to prove it. Anyway.
0: <laughs> okay, just just a few things. Um that the doorman for Frasier's building <laughs> or that the doorman really for Niles' building lives in Frasier's Um You seem familiar. Uh one thing I would say. So, I've often referred to jaunty berets, like whenever I wear a beret, which is not often. You have.
1: I know this about you.
0: I feel like like this episode is where it's from. That's really funny. I didn't think about so that. I, I, I was like, "Oh, Beret um, somewhere. Actually, I know I don't have any more, but I did have a sequined beret that I wore to a um, trip to Vegas in December. Not, not this December, but like in the <laughs> month of December, because you need something flashy for Vegas. But like it was December. So secondly, <laughs> Niles would have a caterer. <laughs> Niles would not be cooking this himself. He would have a caterer.
1: I don't know, I think we've been leading up to learn that Niles can cook He he started out in the restaurant, he cooked that really good Thanksgiving dinner on Lilith Thanksgiving
0: Okay, this is a good point, but that's a little different than cooking for Like, ten people when you're, I guess it wasn't ten, it was like eight people But when you're really, like, stressed and trying to impress them, I feel like you would have a caterer
1: Maybe I don't know. I I, I I do like let's let's examine this subplot about Niles is cooking I, I, as we go forward,
0: but also his kitchen's very small. That's like the thing that I was kind of like, your kitchen's not that. Well, big. they
1: also cut to him and he's just like stirring like yes. something. He's like toss the salad. It's like you know.
0: Um, I I did, I just I cackled at this when he said that. <laughs> Fraser said that Niles was like cooking a delicious pheasant and then baby squawks and he goes, he's a stickler for freshness. Yes. <gasps> oh man, I just this. Reminds like, this reminds me of the spring musicale when I was in fifth grade and um <laughs> one of the it was um the premise was a family watching um Saturday night tv in like the 50s and 60s so each class did like one class did an episode of the twilight zone and all of that and um at one point they had to throw rocks against a house, and there was supposed to be a sound of shattering glass. And so, like, they threw rocks against part of the backdrop, and all you heard was the rocks hit the backdrop and clatter. There was no shattering glass. And then, like, two seconds later, the shattering glass happened, and one of the, one of the students on stage turned to the one who threw it and goes, Wow, nice throw. And it was just like a perfect ad lib. Like, it had I, gone really far and shattered. And-
1: I feel like I've seen that on, on shows with gunshots where <laughs> someone was. This- and then they're like, he goes, bang!" And the guy <laughs> just falls. Like two seconds later. Yeah, that was
0: that was basically what it was. But like, it was a perfect ad lib um, for a, for like an eleven year old to say. So anyway, <laughs> um, okay, I, I think I think that was basically. It. I just I just I loved this episode. I I was so tickled did- by it. <laughs>
1: I did too And honestly if we're talking about ratings I'm having a hard time Like do I want to give this A prestigious 10?
0: Wow I mean it's definitely getting a 9 from me It's yeah. definitely getting That's a 9
1: That's the same for me Do we want to I feel like the 10 is We're reserving for Like we're going to go back At the end of this And decide what the, t- the 10 was But for right now For me This is This is This is a Definitely a 9 Possibly a 10 Uh, <laughs> Dress scarves Let's call it Or whatever that was That she was wearing Um, because if someone asked me, hey, I need to watch one Fraser episode, this is the one I'd give right now.
0: Agreed. Um, I, this is definitely one of the ones, um, that I would, that I would suggest. Uh, I, and also like one thing I loved about this was just what a surprise it was to me. That's one thing I love about going back and rewatching these episodes is that there are ones I've just completely forgotten about that are such delights. Um, I, I would give this nine jaunty berets. I know we didn't see a (laughs) jaunty beret, but just the mere mention of them made me so happy
1: well guys if you've got thoughts about this episode if you want to to, uh, reach out and talk to us about it we are craniacs at gmail.com that's c-r-a-n-e-i-a-c-s at craniacs on twitter uh we are just search for craniacs on facebook and get in on the group and that'd be a good place to discuss this sort of thing as you probably know we're on itunes overcast spotify and stitcher so leave us a five-star review um before we get to that we're coming up next episode on our 50th anniversary. Woo! We've got some ideas. Our 50th anniversary. Good Lord. Oh. Our 50th episode. <laughs> we, If you have something, a uh, question for us, if you want to throw something in you want us to talk about, we've got some ideas, but let us know on any of those methods. Um, and if you're looking for something to do other than giving us a four-star lore review, Laurel has a recommendation for you.
0: Yes, I... Um, a few years ago, started watching the TV show Jane the Virgin, which just aired its finale, um, I think, last month, actually. And then I, I admit that I fell off the Jane wagon a little bit, um, but I, I recently <laughs> picked it back up. That sounds
1: like you've started your addiction to marijuana again.
0: <laughs> um, I recently picked it back up, honestly, in the last week because um, I heard some really good things about the final season. And I just recommend everybody. The entire series is now on Netflix. I recommend that everybody give it a watch. It is... Um, basically a telenovela. Um, and so it gets really wacky and very outlandish. Um, if you liked the OC, the the plots remind me a lot of how outlandish the OC plots were, but it's at the end of the day, like very endearing, very touching. The character development is really good. It's about family. It's, I, I just, I, I can't say enough good things about it. And one of the joys of it is there is a um, narrator for the show who kind of like the Greek chorus, and he's just described as Latin lover narrator, and it is phenomenal. Um, it's so it's just it, it's a delight. Um, so I I, ha- I I feel like the, the actors on the show have not gotten nearly enough recognition for it. So oh
1: the 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 woman who plays Jane the Gina Virgin, Rodriguez. I, she's great. She was in a couple a uh, couple episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh. She was good, but she was she was on if you've seen Annihilation with Natalie Portman. I don't know if that's your thing.
0: Is that a but- is that a movie? Yes. Oh no, I've not seen that. It's a it's a,
1: it's it's a, it's a very I think uh, it, it it's a it's an all-woman cast sci-fi movie mm. as part of it. It's it's very it's 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 really good, but she's in it and I, that's where I kind of got to know her and I was like, "Who is this actress?" You know, like coming out of the movie, I went I don't know who this is, but she was she was kind of of, of, of a breakout in a a cast that's like Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman. Um Oh, wow. oh who is the woman from Fast Times at Ridgemont High? maybe anyway it was it's a it's a very good cast so to, oscar isaac is in it to to have yeah. that person yeah it's a pretty good movie it's it's a weird sci-fi movie but it's like i don't know maybe i'll put the trailer up too but well guys well uh we got a lot of good stuff coming up next episode is our 50th episode episode after that we will have a, a guest on the off talked about uh never heard uh my wife <laughs> I can't believe I just did up my wife. My wife Tara will be on the uh, podcast. So uh, until then, guys, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening.
0: Bye, y'all.